visiting with our Shap of the Week, it's Jack Griffin, another offensive lineman. So yes, you follow Connor Robertson, you follow Bray Lynch, you follow Michael McKelvey, and it's now down to you. Yes, sir. And I think as the center, you're the center of attention when it comes to your personality on the football field, Jack. And I, <laughs> I don't think you're unaware of the effect that you have on the rest of the team. I call it levity. And for me, when I look at your career, there's, a, there's always that guy on a team. That, that brings everybody down a peg and says, hey, you know what? We're supposed to be having fun. Do you, do you take ownership of that role? Is it something that you're actively trying to do? I feel like sometimes I try to lighten the guys up a little bit. Uh, Coach Trotch says there's a time for cutting up, and sometimes you got to get right to work. And Typically it's more serious, but I try to be pretty funny. When you have a character like you, it's almost like a, it's a badge of honor. I've been named the, the class clown before simply just because – I like talking. I like telling people, you know, what's going on, and I like being positive. And I think that's, at the end of the day, that's what I see from you is not, hey, I'm trying to be funny, but, hey, I'm trying to remind everybody around me that I'm in a great mood because I play center on the best offensive line in the state, and we've already won a state championship. The program has won two. We're going for a third. This is a pretty good place to be. And, and I think that positive reinforcement from your personality ultimately is exactly what these coaches are trying to sell. Yes, sir. I think these days a lot of people um – choose the negative route in life i try to make people smile as much as i can what is making other people feel good around you what does that do for you it's it goes back to uh coach wilson 2019 he was always selfless and he would always try and make people smile or be in a good mood or no matter what he was going through he would always uh make people smile so i just took a little bit of that and i try to sprinkle it out th- throughout the team when did jack jack start becoming a thing oh gosh um when I was like a little kid, my my brother gave me the nickname Jack. It's like pretty much as soon as I was born, uh, people just started calling me Jack Jack because of, uh, because of uh, the Incredibles. Physical transformation has a lot to do with mental transformation as well. I used to work out with a guy, a college football player, and turned into a personal trainer, and he played defensive line. And we're talking, you know, old school West Texas high school football, where you had to be 295 pounds to play nose guard. And he went to his coach in college, and he said, "I'm going to make a bet with you." said, I played okay at 275, but I'm going to play at 245 and be all conference. And his coach looked at him again, old school football, said, nope, it's not going to happen. Came in and not only won all conference, was an All-American at 245. And I think people look at weight as an identifier of how well you're going to play on the offensive line. And that's just simply not true because you've found yourself to be a lot more athletic now at a lighter weight, but it hasn't changed anything about the way you play football. I, I keep the physicality from when I was a little bit bigger, but I feel like I can move my feet faster, get to the second level, and, and run screens faster and all that. Coaches getting mad at you for dropping weight, yeah, like, I get that. Like They're always on me for losing a little bit of weight. My teammates like Connor and, and Bray have always been giving me the crap for that, but uh, I, feel, I still feel stronger than I was previously in, in my high school career, and I feel like I can uh, manhandle people a little bit more, so... I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah, I tell you what, if you can outrun, you know, six five, three twenty, why why not? I mean that when you have a guy that, that plays center, you're the smallest offensive lineman. But I remember a time where the smallest offensive lineman at Westlake was also 180 pounds. Right. So I think you know we've as far as the maturation process of the position here at this place and this program, I think I'd rather take a lighter Jack Griffin. At the end of the day, it's about your performance and more importantly your production, the collective production from guys that not only start but guys that come in at the end of games. And you're going through the goal board, and you're going through the production, and everybody has points. What's that like for practice when everybody's gotten a chance to play, and and the production has been high for everyone? The guys that they get the first half of the game really enjoy to see those who don't always get to play get in there and, 
and uh, get after it. We always love when our guys have stickers and, and they're kicking butt out on the field, so it's always fun to see that. The perspective is, oh, look at the guys that get in and, and get to play, and the fact that they've done it all on half reps. When you're in the trenches, it's not so much about, oh, look, Trevor Shabrocco scored, or oh, look, Alex Palazzuoli scored, or oh, look, look at what Jack Kaiser's doing again. It is... Look at the blocking. Look at what our guys are doing. Look at that hole. Look at, you know, the film the next day during those touchdown drives late. It's got to be fun. What was it like for you being in film and watching some of those holes open on the offensive line and, and kind of giving your teammates some love? It's great. I, I love to see guys like TJ Christian, a younger guy who gets in there and he gets bodies on the ground. And he's, yeah, I just love to see younger guys get after it. And especially when attack team players get in because the entire week they're working to help us and make us better. And they're, hands down, like, the most important people on our team. So I just love to watch them get some reps and get in there. And it gets pretty hyped on the sidelines. Oh, I yeah. think that's what's crazy is that, you know, there's water flying in the air. They're screaming. It's almost like you have to have a get-back coach for when the uh, when the attack team guys get out there because you have this incredible atmosphere on the sidelines, and it's all led by team captains and starters. That originated from years past, like in 2019, those captains, they were very, very big on enthusiasm on the sidelines, pass, run call for the defense, all that sorts of stuff. So a big part of uh, this year's captains and uh, last year's is just upholding the standard of what the past has, has brought to us and, and what we've learned from past years and how we can be better about our football team. Being named a captain, and I know that it was a special moment for you because you're not the biggest you're not the strongest, you're not the fastest, but you're also one of those guys that have willed their way to a fantastic high school career. You've worked your way to a fantastic high school career. I think being named a team captain at this place means a little bit more because of who the team captains have been. You spoke of history, and I think, Jack, it's one of those things that has to be not only just a crowning moment for you personally, but the respect of your teammates. You know, To be that cut up, to be that guy that's cracking jokes and saying funny stuff and trying to keep people positive, but you've earned your respect here at Westlake. What did it mean to you? Um, it means the world to me. 2019, I came in here. My freshman year spring ball, I was about 274, and I was probably one of the slower O-linemen. And all of the uh, senior leaders, captains, and all of them, they were always, like, never been an over during sprints. They were always just, like, standing tall, good body language, and they would never be, like, the last in the group. They'd always be first. Uh, they're always encouraging. So I uh, pretty much took what I learned from them, uh, applied it to what I could do to my life, and then... When your teammates are the ones that give you the honor, I think that's the big thing. What type of leader do you think you are right now? I try to sit back and be reserved, but... Sometimes I have to be an assertive leader. It's a big deal to have the respect of my teammates and know that they know that I have their back and I have theirs. And no matter what happens, we're sticking together, we're staying true, and we're Westlake fighting chaparrales. That's pretty huge to me. And, you know, I know playing is difficult, but off-season training, whether it's weightlifting or whether it's shap maker, what's the hardest thing, the most difficult thing that in your journey you've had to overcome here at Westlake? I think the program is, is one that's not for many people. Definitely a ton of people get weeded out through this program. It definitely weeds out those of the guys that are self-centered. One of the harder things for me was and younger in my career when we were going through the Thunderdome during Shatmaker. I'm looking over at my buddies and I'm looking over around the team and everybody just working and I've got to I've got to keep up with them. So that was pretty hard for me. Well, I think the selflessness is something that we've seen continue over the course of years. And this senior class is you guys remember guys like Jake Ellinger. You guys remember Jackson Coker. Some of the younger guys maybe not, but this senior class is still very very fresh. Yes, about who those players were and what it means. And I take you back to that because you referenced Doug Wilson. This program's dealt with a lot of loss. You know, yes, when sir. you really think about it, there's been guys that have left this place way, way too soon. As a young person, 
that affects you guys. I go back to the 2019 team where one of your teammates had well, their dad passed yeah. away. Austin and, Blackwell. Yeah, Austin Blackwell. Dealing with tragedy, that's number one. Dealing with adversity, number two. But dealing with things that ultimately could destroy a team have actually made the program more unified. Is that how it feels to you? I feel like through the losses, we've, we've kind of grown closer together. We've definitely taken a look at, at these people's lives and looked at their contributions to the program and what they've done to the world. And then we've pulled that from what they did and tried to implement into our lives. I, th- I feel like that's very strong. Coach Wilson, and a lot of people didn't know this, but he was dying of cancer. And throughout his entire process, he didn't miss a, a meeting, a game, nothing. He never missed a practice, nothing. He was just so selfless. selfless. So that's something I really strive to, to be a part of. Is what can I do for the Shafts instead of what the Shafts can do for me? Ethan Burke said this last week when I asked him, I said, hey, what's, what's your number one goal? You know, I know that there are team goals, you know, win a district championship, play on Thanksgiving, have the opportunity in another state championship. I get all that. And he said, I just want to change people's lives. I just want to impact people's lives. That's what he said. That blew me away. You know, a guy that was not a part of this community before his freshman year, a guy that's come in. You have a few guys on the offensive line that have that same experience where they, they haven't grown up in Westlake. As a guy that has been around a while, it's that – selfless and acceptance factor that I think really helps people like the Ethan Burks, like the Connor Robertsons that to kind of come in and say, well, this is home now. Is that part of the message that you're trying to send? No matter who you are, where you're from, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're a good guy, then you're going to be accepted here. If you're a hard worker, you're going to be accepted. And those guys truly are those people. So I love them with all my heart and they're my brothers. It's fascinating to me. You know, earlier in a pregame conversation with Tony Salazar, I talked to him about this. It's like the acceptance of the opportunity that is in front of you to be historic. You know, the 2019 team made history because it's been the first team that won a state championship in a long time. The 2020 team was the first team to do it back to back. Now you're talking about historic ground yet again. And Jack, I'll be honest with you, as I told Ethan last week, I don't see pressure. I see more opportunity. I see an acceptance of that. Is that how it is in the locker room? Is that how it is in the captain's room? It's definitely our goal to go out and get that third state championship. Um, it, it means a lot to, to us and for Coach Dodge, too, because he's won it three times at South Lake Carroll, I believe, and he would be the first to do it at two different places. So that's a very big deal. We've just got to stay in the moment, take it week by week, and uh, get better every day, and I, I think we'll uh, accomplish our end goal. One of the most experienced groups on the 2021 team is the offensive line. Yes, sir. Coming into this season, one of the most unproven was the defensive line. As a guy that goes up against Colton Vosick, Ethan Burke, Aiden Ponce, you know, Nate Wayand, Wyatt Dollar, when you guys go one-on-one, from an offensive lineman standpoint, how good are they? They're, they're very good players. So I feel like spring ball and just them going against us and our experience and, and how good we kind of are, they've gotten way much better than where they started. So they're just, they're just keep continuing to grow, and, and I love to see it. I think practice is the hardest part of your week at times. I borrow this from Robert Lucero over in the basketball program because when he had you know four or five guys that, that were going to sign Division I uh, letters of intent and go play off in college, he, he would split those guys up. And he would say, okay, I want you to compete good on good. And I know I hear that every single week in practice. You guys go good on good. It seems like that is the competition of the week that you guys are looking forward to more than anything else is competing against yourselves. And I love that in this stretch run of district play where you go into each game favored and it prepares you not only mentally but physically to perform on Friday night. Yeah, the standard doesn't change. We are who we are, and uh, we're very competitive, and competition makes us better, and we just love it. What are some of the things that Jack Griffin does before, I don't want to call it superstition, but what are some of the things that you, you must do to, to kind of get your mind right? Um, I definitely have to envision myself 
playing the perfect game. No player is going to play the perfect game, but I envision myself being perfect, uh, especially with my snaps. <laughs> I, I put my earbuds in, and I listen to, uh, sometimes I'll put on a little bit of selective tunes, like Metallica, and then I'll switch it over to some good old rap there for a second, and then I'll go back to rock. Eventually, I'll take it all the way back, Fly Me to the Moon, and songs like that, who uh, it makes me really think about Jackson and those that come before me and what I'm really playing for and what I'm setting the standard for. The amount of emotion that you have when you talk about Coach Wilson, you talk about Jackson Coker, and I know that Brandon Murdoch means a whole lot to you as well. As a final thought here with our Shop of the Week, Jack Griffin, coaching at Westlake is something that I know a lot of people don't really truly understand. A guy like Brandon Murdoch and what he truly means, not just inside the white lines of a football field, not just inside of a film room, but the ability to be able to connect with somebody that says, hey, I got you. I'm asking you to do all this. And there was a moment where in camp he talked about that trust. The play actually netted, I think, 16 yards. It was a screen pass. And Coach Murdoch went over to one of your teammates and said, if you get my quarterback hurt, I can't put you in the game. And it wasn't a rip your head off. I can't believe you don't know what you're doing. How long have we been doing this? It wasn't negative. It was, I want to trust you. I have to earn the trust as your coach, and you have to earn my trust to get you in that game. And I think, to me, is the difference, that relationship that he builds, and it's all based on trust. Is that how you feel? It's, it's about being dependable and, and doing your assignment right. And we definitely built trust over the years, and that just comes naturally, just being with each other every day. Here at Westlake, we spend more time with our football coaches and our football brothers than we do with our own family, so we're pretty close. And then I've been saying this for years, Coach Monarch's a genius. Like He's a college-level coach, I think. He's always... Uh, evolving and he's always coming up with something new a little wrinkle in the play or something to get the defense on their toes so he's just a great guy i love him what's the craziest thing you think you've ever said on a football field oh i can't say that i've said some pretty bad stuff <laughs> what do you think what do you think got the most laughs though if you can clean it up and, and kind of give us a, a little a little behind the scenes so there's been times where where i'll look over and something and it's connor getting after somebody or it's it's Bray getting after somebody or it's even michael or tj sometimes it'll be some of our rbs like little kaiser and i just love to mess with the other players when I see my buddies getting after it. Sometimes I'll say a few things. I can't say more here, but in the trenches, it's it's uh, it's it's a little violent, and it's it's not a very good place for some people. As long as you can keep it clean and, and keep those penalty flags uh, yes, firmly in in the, in the <laughs> officials' belts, I think I think it's allowed. But he's Jack Griffin. And he, he's our shab of the week. Jack, thanks so much for doing this. Yes, sir. Thank you.